Evening, lads. How are you? I'm grand, thanks, Glenn. Not yeah. too bad, not too bad. Okay. Well fed this time, are you? No, I haven't had dinner yet, actually. I haven't had dinner. I'm pretty hungry. No, what are you having? Spinach, I think. Spinach for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. How's your sporting week been? Have you enjoyed your week? Yeah, good week. Lots of sport. Most of it happy. The odd loss, but you can't have every week. You've had a pretty good week, Chris. Terrible bar last night. <laughs> Terrible bar last night, so kind of, kind of the opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. But I suppose you're only as good as your last match, so we're pretty good at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Klopp's interviews are always good after them. Yeah, I think, in fairness, his interviews are great, win, lose, or draw. Yeah. yeah. He has a way of making you feel better, even though you watch your team play abysmally. Like, <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but time will tell. <laughs> Just cheers you up. Um, so there's a fair few teams who are on a bit of a loss at the moment. Arsenal have lost three in a row, two in the Premiership and one in the Champions League City have lost three Premier League games in a row uh, what I want to know is who has most who's lost the most consecutive Premier League games in a row right he's had yep, that yep. Yep. Cool. and if you can give me a number all the better as well but question most consecutive losses in the Premier League that is the question Any anything that you don't understand about that question have you no I think you've actually got it is it in the Premier League that's in the question yes most consecutive losses in the Premier League and it's losses Losses, okay. yeah, consecutively. So, uh, consecutively, I've covered everything there for you. So they've lost these matches in a row. Oh, so oh, consecutively. Oh crap! <laughs> I thought you meant overall in the season. All right, right. Start off in the Premiership anyway. So it's been two rounds of game weeks since uh, since we last had a chat, and uh, pretty good for United, Stephen. Yes, um, starting with Sunday. Uh, when you see the team lined up, you were worried that I thought it was Arsenal's front four. two in Arsenal's favour. Yeah, this time. well, not quite because Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> Full strength squad. Pretty much. And you're thinking, well, Giroud on the bench was actually, I know he's not scoring, but if you don't have Giroud up front, it means there's your central defenders have to deal with. Like, Blind is, is not great against. I think we saw it against, um, oh, this is the Swansea striker. Oh, Gomez? Yeah, he struggled against him early in the season and it's that kind of player I think he's that, that, that kind of small smart centre back will struggle against but it was just a very good performance like the problem United this season is won't win anything with kids well fine it's, it's too early to say like, that this team is going to become a, a title contender but everyone who's coming in for the team apart from maybe their first game or two has settled if you look at obviously Rashford has been incredible in the last week he won um, United's Player of the Month after two games. <laughs> <laughs> player of the Month for February with two games, four goals. <laughs> he's top scorer. Is top that, is that scorer. How, how good his two games were or how shit the rest of the team are? I, in fairness, for the last month, they've, or they've been improving. The odd result here, they're like last they're night. They're horny. They're getting horny, exactly. <laughs> last night w- was a struggle, but in the past... They wouldn't have won it last night. Exactly. They'd have been, been not playing well. It would have been nil all. And even, I think at this stage of the season, if you're in if you're in form and you have one or two dodgy games where you pick up points, you're happy. Especially but, with, with how the other results went as well. But that's the thing. Last night was, or the, the last two nights was crazy. You look at the top five. One team won, one team drew, the other three lost. That was 10 points off the lead now with 10 games to go. I wouldn't be looking at winning the league just yet. No, no, no. Just I'm not that, but when you no top four, we're, we're level with City who have a game in hand. Top four. In, in fairness, though, like going back to the Sunday game, like you won it fair enough. You took your goals very well. Arsenal were disgraceful. They should be ashamed of themselves. Like yeah, as soon as was dead on, like exactly. a, a title going, a team going for the title puts in that kind of a performance. And <clears> the one thing I would say for United was as bad as Arsenal were, they still scored two goals against you. So you did win the game, and yeah, it's a it's a good game to win. But 
but there's still a lot of work that needs to be done at United. An before. awful lot, an awful lot. But if you look at, at the back five, okay, the head was was consistent, but you've got missing Darmian, you're missing Shaw, you're Smalling started. No, he didn't play. No, Smalling started. It was Carrick and Blind yeah. central defence. Fosu Mensah had to come on. He's 18. Do you know what I mean? Like you're gonna you're gonna struggle to keep clean sheets when pretty much your entire back line isn't first choice. And the fact you're able to pick up four consecutive wins, regardless of Shrewsbury and Midtjylland, I think United just needed the wins. No, yeah. I definitely. And at this time of the year, like it's, it doesn't matter how you win. Once you win, exactly. But there's definitely more work to it. It's not like United are back. No, oh, no, no, no. God, like, no. no one's saying that. Is in well, I'm sure text, some people are saying that. The text no. I was getting last night, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be saying that if if, if if results keep going the way they did last night, and we gain two points on everyone and three points on everyone. We'll win the league by 10 points. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, Maths. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Statistics. But yeah, it, it's unlikely. But there's hope now. I'm not, I'm not saying we're going to win the league. And to be honest, there's top, hope top, for the top three four, right now. Top say. three right now with Arsenal and City struggling, let's be honest. Like you said. Spurs and Arsenal playing each other this weekend as well. Yeah, I, I, I Spurs are at home. I'd tip Spurs to win that. In which case, you've, you've a, a gulf of, will it be five points between top two and, and third and fourth? If Arsenal don't win and City don't win, suddenly United are... City, City have a game in hand as well. Oh, City are playing Villa this weekend. City will win. At home to Villa. At home to Villa. Like, untempted triple captain Aguero on this one. Like, <laughs> but, you know, with the United-Arsenal game, did you, did you see the the interviews afterwards? One with the manager, with Arsene Wenger, and one with uh, uh, Rashford. Did you see these in, interviews afterwards? No, I didn't. So Wenger, Rashford, Rashford, I saw when they asked him about his, his goals. Like, Rashford was like, "How you got?" They asked him how he was going to celebrate tonight, and he was like, "Well, I've got a chemistry exam tomorrow, so I have to have to go back and study or something." <laughs> Him and um, is it is it Varela? He, he had to go back. The two of them were in class together or something. <laughs> like they're going to pop in on Monday after like. But the great thing was the next, the next day on Twitter, Rashford was on going. Thanks, thanks for all the questions. So was asking. You found was much tougher than the game yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> what, <laughs> what a dig! What a dig at Arsenal. He's already been able to and then completely destroy. Arsenal. A lot of Arsenal fans were disappointed, or not disappointed, but like angry with Wenger's comments. He came, Wenger came out and he was like, "See, you see how much United spent on their midfield and stuff like that." And he was like, "Hang on, now they're all injured." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Arsenal fans were like, "They played kids, and we got destroyed." So, yeah, I don't know. Another thing, like Vrela has looked. Okay, he looked good going forward, a yeah. little weak, suspect going back, but he's playing confidently. Rashford all playing confidently. Martial obviously missed the game, but he's he's growing into it. The pie is growing into it after he struggled for for a lot of the season. He looks a lot more confident against Mitchell and Arsenal. He was trying things, mm-hmm. whereas fantastic skills in those games. Though. Yeah, oh, and, like he's an incredible talent, and if he shows half of what he's capable of over the next few years, he'll have been worth every single penny. He just needs to. Just get used to playing in this team because they've not been, they're not playing attacking football for most of the season. He's coming into a team low on confidence. The fans are on their back. It's difficult for someone that young. I think we do forget that he's, he's still an, an under twenty three player. He's not the finished article. Yeah. And it took Ronaldo three years to get used to playing on Trafford and big step up if you're going to compare him to Ronaldo. No, but if you're going to especially when you didn't score in his last game, and <laughs> his best days are behind him. <laughs> no, but <laughs> only as good as your last game. Right? That's <laughs> what we learned already tonight. If you're going to compare that kind of mercurial talent of somebody who's not going to, he's not going to shine every game. And Ronaldo didn't. He, he early on he made too many wrong choices. He'd try and do everything. And Depay had to do everything last season at PSV. He was the main man. He had to try and win games by himself. At Old Trafford, he didn't have to do that anymore. But he's still playing like that. So he's still trying to take shots from 35 yards when there's a better pass on. He's still trying to do s- stupid tricks. Now, some of them come, come off, some of them don't. And in time, he'll just learn when to do them and when not to. Yeah. And he'll become a better player for it. Excellent. Chris, Liverpool had a bit of a up and down. Yeah, that's a couple of, games, a couple of days. We obviously lost the the cup final on penalties. Um, we weren't weren't great in the final. I don't think City were the better oh, side. Oh, it's just uh, your willy over your heart. Apparently, is what, uh, <laughs> what I heard. The one going around. I <laughs> 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 hadn't heard that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was all, Power all over <laughs> Twitter. After. No more following um, our hearts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think the, obviously when it goes to penalties, it's. I'd say it's unfortunate, but when you lose, when you miss three in a row, like you can't really expect to win the competition. How come 
Oh, I heard Milner was meant to take the fifth if he's got there, and Sturridge just was completely was out of Apparently, no, according to... No, no Milner was meant to be the fifth. According to Klopp, Sturridge was just not available to take one. He had cramped up and couldn't and, take one. And he wasn't... He, apparently, for did for the game against City last night, did they want he wanted to be on the bench, Sturridge said, but Klopp wanted him to either start or not play. I didn't, I didn't, he just, when Klopp Dick did his pre-match interview, he just said he was rested. Right, right, right. But there could be something behind that, I don't know. Um, I'm not too disappointed that he didn't take a penalty. He's taken one for us before and missed it, so. Um, disappointed with the ones who took it. I thought Lucas was a little bit unlucky. His penalty was decent enough. It was just a great save. Mm-hmm. Coutinho's was awful. Um, Lalana's was okay. It was a decent save, not, not spectacular, I don't think. Um, but yeah, they took better penalties and had the better chances throughout the game. We kept going, but didn't create much apart from the Coutinho goal. But it was a completely different story then on Talk about <laughs> Wednesday night. Completely played off the park. Similar to um, to we did against them at the Etihad, but I think maybe even more control. Yeah, I think they had a little spell at just before half time when they got the goal in the first match against us, but they looked. A shell of themselves like they, Aguero barely touched the ball they do not look like a, a team competing for the title as we said about Arsenal a few minutes ago but it's mm. the thing like you look at two months ago you would have said Arsenal and City top two competing for the title they've lost five of their last six games combined these are the two experienced teams they're the two teams who should be picking up points like Maynard did winning scrappily winning ugly but it's, it's Leicester and Spurs doing this it's it's all the, the big it, players that are, are failing to produce. Like we look, we talked about when Sanchez was coming back after Christmas. We said like this is a new player mm-hmm. that Arsenal are going to have. Like they haven't got Sanchez back. They've got someone who looks like him, but <laughs> hasn't been playing like him at all. The Arsenal have started conceding goals as well, and now checks out injured. Yeah, so you'd imagine that's going to be a big loss for them, especially for the game against Spurs. Like so, yeah, Spurs at home, Arsenal haven't checked. They haven't played Koscielny and Mertesacker together for a while as well, and in, injuries and all that. Mm-hmm. So like. You, you, Arsenal need their big players to perform and they're just not doing it at the moment and Spurs now they had their blip against West Ham but going away and losing to West Ham isn't kind of a bad result these yeah. days West Ham are on a good run yeah, as well having, having won the previous six you can't keep winning it just no one wins but imagine the incentive, for, the incentive for Spurs now they beat Arsenal on Saturday they go they, top they, they'll, they'll, they'll go top for, for a while but they're they pulling, pulling four they're points five points clear of Arsenal then yeah Something like that. Like, it's not knocking Arsenal out of the picture, but like it's but it, it puts a gap between our between Spurs and then and then Arsenal and City. Yeah. And well United I suppose as well, because we're level with City, but the City have the game in hand and stuff. But <laughs> you know you wanna say something there? No, just just hearing it out of still in the title race then like. <laughs> I'm not saying title race. <laughs> but, yeah, um, no, as in this is probably Spurs' biggest game in fifty years. But aren't the next probably, end? I um, this, this, the is, this is a London Man in the Champions League was on a pretty big one yeah but that was still the Champions League group stages I mean they haven't had like their big games were usually to get into the top four the like City, the, yeah. the game against City and I think the last day of the season when they had like the food poisoning gate yes yeah. Um, but yeah that, like that was to get into the top four this yeah. is now a game to potentially it's a whole other held them on to win the league so yeah and like to be honest like, I know I'm a United fan and stuff and I'd hate, I hate like I want United to obviously win and stuff but if they can't do it, I don't mind Leicester. But I'd rather see one of them rather than like an Arsenal or a City oh, or something win it. One hundred percent. I think so. Just every fan, apart from if you don't support one of those kind of three or four teams behind the top two, want Spurs or Leicester. I personally would like Leicester just because it's so unlikely. Like bottom of the table, twelve months ago, a complete turnaround. Yeah, as in it, it would give, it would make every single season for the next three or four unpredictable because every other team can point at Leicester and go look. It's possible to go from 16 to... Blackburn had four. money. That's when they did it. They, yeah. they came second the year before, wasn't it? Yeah, they came in yeah, and they had um, the year after. They, they, they were one of the richest clubs back then. Yeah, so whereas Leicester, it's just hard work. Yeah, it's like they haven't... They've spent no money, really, and the money they have spent hasn't been on players starting. I think you look Kante at, is going to miss a couple of weeks. That could be it. I think it's only two them. games, and one of them was last night. So I think he's out for the weekend again, and then it's FA Cup next week so they're not playing I think so I think it's just these two games and then he'll be back which but in fairness King came in and scored last night King so, did well do you know what I mean it's but then again they conceded too so maybe like King wasn't as good yeah, defensively because I think Kante has done a great job of breaking up the play and 
kind of get them going in the opposite direction. Now your Exeter still are on a good run of like fixes coming up. Looking at here, like there's a away at Watford. I know it's not an easy game, but the way they're playing at the moment, you'd still kind of fancy but Leicester. Watford last season were a championship team, so realistically, week after that uh, or the next Premiership game, home to Newcastle. So you kind of thinking, yeah, well, Newcastle lost it last night. It was a one 0 to yeah. Stoke, so oh, yeah. they're not in. Good form, they're fighting obviously the relegate, but that can be another tricky one. It can, but they be. are fighting relegation and they've got some quality players. I think if in St James's, I'd say it'd be a lot tougher. I think they don't travel well this season. Then away at Palace, are Palace still in the relegation zone or no. not relegation zone, but they're, are they just safe? I, I, I think Palace I are safe. I think that they have enough points accrued unless they, they continue. Have they won or two points in the last 18? Like they're struggling. A couple if, of points. If that continues yeah, on again, they've, they're, they're definitely they've lost that. five of their last six, yeah, I think. Okay. So they could be dragged in. Especially if Wickham has started to score a couple of goals as well, that could help them. Yeah, definitely. You definitely. Got, well, you got two last night and then one at the weekend. I think. He's three and two, yeah. the guy now. Yeah, doing um, well. But, yeah, and then I suppose Chelsea are creeping up to use Chris and up to Liverpool. I think I said it a while ago. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they finished ahead of us. And they did briefly go ahead of us on Tuesday, but with our win, we went back in front. I think. Do you think Liverpool can get Europe? Um, I think our best chance is to win the Europa League, and, and that's, uh, that's, that's a nice little segue now yeah. for um, <laughs> we got the a, most exciting piece of news. We got a, a decent enough draw, I think, <laughs> in the last sixteen. So <laughs> I'm looking at uh, the quarterfinals. Confident, are we? Um, <laughs> I think if we play the way we did last night, and you play the way you did last night, we'll win. So I'm just hoping for that. On the opposite side, having lost the last four against us, is there not a case we made where you play that well against teams like City, but against the and I hate saying this, the smaller the teams, smaller teams <laughs> <laughs> like, that were not that essentially you, you're not playing a team who are kind of are going to attack you. United will sit back at Anfield. We'll happily play any counter attack because we have Marshall and Rashford now. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that will be a school night, Stephen. <laughs> oh yeah, he might have an exam next day. Um, oh, the, the, actually, the game's been changed. The second leg's been changed from six o'clock or from eight o'clock. Six o'clock. Six to eight o'clock. I say. So like, um, he can get out of school in time and actually make it to Old Trafford. I think from our point of view, the fact that it's, it's, it's eight o'clock on Paddy's day, it, it's, it could make that a special day. A really good second leg Anfield. Sorry, second, second leg Old Trafford. Trafford. Eight o'clock European night Paddy's day. And then out that, you go. That could be epic. Yes, out we go celebrating. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> <laughs> but like, not just the United you know, Liverpool, but the Europa League kind of last 16 has thrown up like some fantastic. But there are a lot of good teams in it this year. Was it Spurs and Dortmund? Spurs, Spurs and Dortmund. Dortmund. Be, uh, is it Atletico and Valencia or Atletico and Villarreal? Is it? Atletico Bilbao, I think. Yeah. And Valencia, yeah. Um, all Spanish tie there. He has some cracking games there. Yeah. Well, there was teams that you wouldn't normally expect to fit. Like United you wouldn't have thought would go in from the Europa League. Dortmund. Dortmund, who didn't have a great year last year. So, like, there are really good teams. And I suppose with the with good teams not making it into the especially with England. Like, I suppose with the, with the prize being a place in the Champions League as well. Exactly. People are taking it more seriously now as well. Yeah, I think if, if that prize wasn't there, you could have seen my United feel a second-string team against... That's what we're doing at the moment. Michelin. <laughs> not by choice. Not by choice. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's... Second train for winning games. I'll, in fairness, if that lasts for the next month, including a two-leg win over Liverpool, I'll happily take it. Oh, I'll just keep playing the kids at the moment. They're, they're putting the shifts in. But that's the thing, is they're working very hard. They're learning from Van Gaal, which is something that I think is... <laughs> no, but he's historically been very good at working with... with U teams and the U system because, See because the they're willing to. They are, oh, that was incredible! Showing a bit of emotion. The fans loved it. They were singing yeah. Van Gaal's Red Army." <laughs> but it's that the alone. Same fans that were sh- chanting Van Gaal out. Yeah, the same fans that were singing Mourinho's name. It just goes to show you how but, fickle football is. That a couple of wins and it's not fickle. To be fair, it's not fickle. I think a lot of people are still unsure about Van Gaal. But this team in the last month, month and a half. Is playing better football. There has been a noticeable change. Whether or not it's Van Hal himself. Do you think the players know he's going to be gone anyway? I don't think it's that. I think, like you said, some players have had chances. People like Rashford have come in and taken their chance. And when that happens, it does boost a team. I don't know. Obviously, I've not played at high level in any major sport, but 
if someone comes in and gives burst of energy, you start picking up one or two victories, scoring goals. You can see it in the bike. The bike looks a completely different player than the last one. But they're actually going to drop the pie when everyone's fit again. It it depends like on Rooney's going to walk back into the team. Rooney will come back in. Yeah, you imagine Rashford will drop down, and then it's the pie or Martial. But if the pie is playing well and he's and he's either assisting or scoring goals, he might switch one of them to the other side. And then you got Mata playing in behind them, and then two central midfielders. The option is there to play all four of them if he wants to, but whether he does or not is because so Rooney slows it down. Like he's. He had a good run of form for the six and six or seven and seven yeah. just before he got injured. But apart from that spell, he's been slow. His touch has been bad. So there's no, they don't need to rush him back now because mm. there's, there's, there's no title on the line. Europa League might be Is on the, the line. Is the title not on the line? Realistically, it's not. <laughs> FA Cup, yes. We're in the fifth round, yeah, sixth round. Reading, is it? No, it's... Probably. Could be West Ham. Maybe, maybe, no, because West Ham was the beat you and yeah. we weren't playing the winner of you guys. But yeah, it's it's a home draw, I think, and it's a reasonably decent draw. So there's a chance to be in the FA Cup, Europa League and top four contenders. It's it's not what United fans ideally want, but... Better than nothing. It, it's it's progress. It's slow progress, but it is progress, to be fair to Van Hill. Yeah, true. True. Um... Leicester as well, just briefly talk about them. Still top of the league. Um, yeah, two points well, dropped. Suddenly it became one point became game. Became one point game. Well, they, Absolutely. This is the first time, obviously, for them kind of in a title run-in. Like, is is it just a blip at the moment? It's, it's hard to tell you one game, so it's, it's hard to say if it's a blip or not. But I suppose, do you remember they, they faced those three games in a row when they said, like, if they got kind of three points out of... Those those nine yeah, out of those, yeah, those possible nine they got that, that, six they got six so but now this, they've got one point in out of six available but and then this and now these next three games are all ones that you'd say are winnable games for them the thing is so would you not say that like they should be getting kind of seven out of nine for these I think they they need to be getting nine like if they want to win the league like obviously if they don't they're not going to be out of it but it's a, it's a, it's a nice run of fixtures where. Well, Champions would try and they just still have to play United it. and Chelsea this toward the back but end of the season con- as well. Conversely, it's the so-called easier game, but the one that will cause them the most trouble because but that's what happened to Liverpool. Like not not a dig Liverpool. That's what happened with beating or like losing to Palace there or drawing a Palace. Well, no, it was gone at the Palace. Oh, it was okay, the Chelsea yeah. one. But, but the one thing I would say is with Leicester, I think I heard a stat during the game that it was only the third time this season they've had more possession exactly that was, is, point, that was the point I was about to make it's going to be a real worry for them that teams will sit a lot deeper yeah. and they may struggle to break them down when yeah. they struggled against Villa last month it was that exact problem where it's not a surprise anymore unless they hit you on the break no but teams uh, aren't going to allow them to hit them the exactly break. People, the, first, people the first 25 games everyone assumed they could beat Leicester well, playing their we, own we, game you can probably go back and listen to episodes here and we probably said oh they'll drop off will they drop off oh they'll probably probably they might not they, they might get top 6 is what we were saying yeah but you have to base that on on, Past four. on, on history it's not yeah. even Leicester from last year it's the fact that they were well, Southampton they were, a couple of years ago did that they, they, yeah. remember they were up there and then they kind of dropped this time last year they were relegation contenders realistically they were yeah. bottom of the league in the history of the Premier League no team has ever gone bottom from top. But, um, yeah. but even from I think you were talking about last year where did they finish Liverpool's last year? jump from 7th to 2nd did second. they finish like 17th? Um, no just 16th or 15th I think they were they got away they got away. Eight, yeah. I think they got 7 or 8 wins but yeah in the like, last it's, it's definitely going to be the highest jump absolutely oh, I think Liverpool's was the closest to 7th to 2nd yeah. in terms of going from like top end of the yeah. table so yeah Leicester will just smash it out of the park yeah. and I, I'm like I know, you can never say never but it looks like it will never be done again something like that but again everyone well, just look like at Leicester no one would have seen, exactly. seen it could happen now exactly so. and everyone just look at Leicester and yeah. go well it can be done if he would have said the only teams who could have broken top four would have been Spurs Liverpool Spurs, Liverpool and Southampton maybe he would have given Everton possibly if well if I never, okay, we'll talk about Everton maybe later on but, but now with, with the extra investment Everton they're realistically the only teams like I said at the start of the season when Palace were on the run that they're not going to break top six and that if they finish best of the rest and that's realistically what those teams what's well, like a mini table in the middle yeah exactly you got top six you got bottom six you don't want to be in and in the middle eight are the Stokes the Crystal Palaces although they're falling away now the the West Ham's that kind of team if Leicester are able to jump from the bottom league to the middle league 
it was a huge season for them. Mm-hmm. The fact that they've jumped, they've skipped over that middle league in one season is it's their last. It's their last season in the ground as well. So they want to they want to kind of put in a big. Are they moving from the Walkers? They'll move, oh, sorry, they'll move to... Uh, I was West Ham, sorry, sorry. They'll be moving to Wembley if they win the league. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah try, and get, try and keep people out of the place then. Um, yeah, moving, moving to Olympic Stadium and stuff like that. Nice stadium. Very nice stadium. Very comfortable seats. Very comfortable Very seats. Very comfortable seats. I like the way you walk up to, to like, go down. That's always... Brilliant. Yeah, I love that in stadiums when you walk up into a stadium yeah. rather than kind of coming in looking down. Um, how practical is that? You have a little walk up before you go into your seats normally and it's brilliant yeah very good uh, just to wrap up the football unless anyone else wants to t- say anything but the FIFA elections you wanted to briefly mention this Stephen as we have to mention that the world governing body yes. has elected somebody something to talk about I couldn't yeah. believe this the start it was what FIFA is I think it's roughly 112 years old it could be a little bit off that, but they've only had Is like right? yeah, yeah presidents oh, it's, it's insane I think the average span is 14 years as president well I think it's first Jules Rimet was the, the head guy he was there for he founded them set up for about 30-40 years then you had Havilland was there for a crazy number yeah, it's it's, it, it's and, real like and, once and, you get in they have to bring the FBI to get you <laughs> Right, bring, bring in the reinforcement thing. <laughs> you can just picture them like clutched onto the desk or no, something. We're just, just won't dragging leave. claw marks on the board. I think even beyond the the Infantino presidency, it's the fact that they've passed reforms. Now, whether or not they're strong enough, but the body did pass reforms to limit terms, to have more kind of open auditing and investigation. So, if it's enough to keep FIFA going, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, in fairness, Infantino looks innocent enough. He looks—he doesn't look guilty, but the way Bladder always did. But it—it Bladder looked like a Bond villain. He, oh, he did. So, he did. did you see that it was a the picture with Richard Keys. Yes, it was like <laughs> and he's not let himself go. He's not, <laughs> and it was like he's not such a bad guy, and he's like Seps all right as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it was someone else kind of posed the thing was like the pros and cons about all the guys who are running for the presidency. I think uh, the con would be for the guy who won it would be uh, that there'd be no one to do the draws for like the Champions League games. <laughs> yeah, he only came to prominence by doing the Champions League draws. <laughs> no one else would know who he was. So it's yeah, as in you hope you talk about break, introducing video technology sooner rather than later. From from his platform, he sounds like a good candidate, but that's politics for you, isn't it? I just exactly. hope he wasn't involved in the like drawing Mitchell and out after Southampton had beat them in the Europa League. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he was driving to do it it's, it's possible in football you never know and it's FIFA after all yeah Tifa it's UEFA it's Jack Warner Platini was in charge of, of UEFA at the time so maybe that's what happened mm, who knows um, moving on from football then um, UFC Chris nice uh, weekend looking forward to this one this weekend yeah we got the the announcement that it's going to be Diaz yep the um, last time we were chatting, we were kind of throwing right names. Leon, I thought it might be Cerrone, but Diaz obviously was apparently they they rang a few people and kind of got it. I heard Dana Hoy kind of outed them as well and said who did and didn't take it. Yeah, well, Aldo turned it down. Um, Frankie Frank turned it down yeah, as well, but he was he, injured. He's injured, yeah. yeah. There is a, he was but pissed off. Dana said, Dana like, basically, at the end of the day, like it doesn't matter what the reason was. You were asked, could you take the fight, and you couldn't. Um, he said he harsh it, no it's fair it's but it's just Frankie was offered but then Frankie turned around and said he was offered the fight against McGregor when Mendez got it so he said he yeah, doesn't think he would have got it even if he was fit mm. but it's strange that they would have asked other people and then chosen mm, I would have thought like yeah go straight for your number one exactly yeah. but that was... I don't know maybe they just wanted to see who they could get and then work out what the best was but Diaz won the lottery, I suppose you'd say. We'll <laughs> crack out the red panties. Red panties. <laughs> a picture going around with him and Nick in red panties. <laughs> <laughs> we did it, homie. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, I, I know you were looking up some things in the in, in Paddy Power about like how it will end and stuff like that. And you said you weren't too impressed with some of the odds. No, they're very, um, very much thinking Connor's going to do it in round one. Um, the odds get better for Connor or well for Diaz they they get they're they're pretty good regardless. Yeah. But Connor the the price goes up as the round goes on. So if you think second, third, 
the odds get better but I think he is 2 to 9 on to win and he's 4 to 11 to win by KO in the first round I think so it's 2 to 9 on like shit odds for that like, yeah. do you think it would be all the than that well I, we were, I was just talking to Stephen about it before we came on it's, I can see Conor winning it but like I really like Diaz as a fighter he's probably one of the one of, one of my favourites when I initially started watching it just because of his style like very fan friendly aggressive moving forward standing up striking but I think the problem for him is that even when he wins he tends to get hit so I think Conor's accuracy in striking is going to cause him a lot of problems so I can see why that first round is so popular because if Diaz stands in front of him Conor could just pick him apart mm-hmm. um, and I suppose it's not even really a co- common opponent but Diaz fought RDA not that long ago and RDA stopped him in, inside the first round like it was a very very quick match he was just manhandled so I think if you're going on that logic then you can see they think it's going to be a short night for Conor but if Diaz comes and he's in shape, he may cause a few problems, but I think in the end, Conor will get the win. Yeah. And uh, what about other fights that night? Anything yeah, well, Co-main is the first time ever that a title fight has not been the main event unless there's been another title fight on. Okay, yeah, so yeah. So, Holly Holm is defending the belt that she won off Ronda Rousey against Misha Tate in the co-main. And that'll be an exciting fight. I like Misha. I think she's good to watch um, home I'm kind of intrigued because the, her last fight was by far the best we've ever seen from her so yeah. what, like the kind of rumours going around was like she, was she holding back to kind of before she got in against Ronda like so so to be a surprise which is incredible if she just kind of <laughs> did enough to get by and then it was just this <laughs> it was explosive more from a record before UFC though like was she world boxing champion or world she was boxing a boxing champion, champion. yeah like but not a you wouldn't say a big puncher yeah and her like her fights in the UFC I don't think she had a stoppage before Ronda like they were all kind of two rounds to one close enough yep. scrappy wins and you didn't see that spectacular striking display so if she has that in her game and now she's just going to go out and blitz Misha then we've got a new woman champion that is arguably going to be unbeatable until someone comes along yeah like she did yeah, and it kind of just yeah, strikes like that. Just comes out of nowhere and then turns the whole thing upside down again. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there was an event on last week as well. Yep, the the London cards, yeah. the yeah. Bisbon's homecoming. Anderson Silva, I'm sorry, but <laughs> he had to fight one. There three times and just... It's absolutely frustrating to watch him because you know the talent's there yeah. and he knows the talent's there. And he just kind of... The rope-a-dope game where he just kind of sits back... It's fun to watch, I mean, wrong. It, 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 it's a great spectacle to watch that kind of fighter, but if you're in his camp, he'd drive you insane. Absolutely. I thought the end of that third round was just insane. Yeah. And then, like, Anderson kind of... Or Bisman kind of lost his mouth guard, and they were kind of exchanging, so he couldn't get it back in. Like, the referee had to wait till there was a stop in proceedings. And I think at one point, Bisman kind of looked at the referee to indicate that he wanted to put it back in. And right then... Like Silva hits him with a flying knee, drops him on the ground. Silva turns away, claiming that he's won the fight. Like jumps up onto the octagon and all. Bisbon's in a heap on the ground, and the referee's shouting, "The fight's not over!" Like the bell had gone a couple of seconds after Anderson had turned away. So after I don't know about thirty seconds of pandemonium, like Anderson had to be told by his cornerman that no, the fight's not over. He's sitting on the cage, going. What? <laughs> they finally get him back down and the fight continues. Somehow Bisman gets a decision yeah. win. The comeback from that from that premium knockout was impressive. That the last two rounds, apart from the, the kick in the fifth, where he really looked dodgy for a couple of seconds, he stood up and fought well. Because obviously everyone thought after the end of round three, it was done. I think the stats were very impressive for that. The fourth round for Bisman was his highest output and strikes landed in the entire fight. Which that, after after the knee he, he took, it was incredible. But Silva just he had the fight. Silva, if he had gone, like was it? So why did the ref not? He I think he said like he, he, he wasn't out. Like Silva just thought it, it was kind of like a walk off knock knockout. But Bisman wasn't out according to the referee. Yeah, he was, was he? Well, no, he, Probably not. He wasn't. No, he, was, was, yeah, he, he was he close to me. Down, I think. He was if Silver sense. had hit him another couple of times, it would have been over. But I suppose 
when you, you well, take the whistles out. Yeah, exactly. Out. Absolutely. Yeah. And now, I think that made it even worse was that the knockdown came with three seconds left of the round, so the bell also went anyway. So like, even if he had pummeled them for the next three or four seconds, he probably wouldn't have won the fight, regardless. So it was just, it, it was a weird couple of seconds. It was but. yeah, Anderson just being honest and very defensive messing kind of not not taking it serious and like if you were to look at the two fighters afterwards like Bisbon was caught up like he took a lot of punishment Anderson had a little cut under his eye but nothing major but Bisbon won more rounds than him like it goes round by round and Bisbon did enough on all three judges to win the fight and that was yeah like I had him three definitely maybe four out of five it was just that third round where you you can't get with him and as well as that like he was probably winning that round maybe before the, the knee yeah, yeah so he, he probably would have been it was apart from his little moments of brilliance and they were brilliance they were moments like that did the most damage in the entire fight but mm. under the current rules that's not enough to to win the rounds and it's the biggest win of Bisbane's career and will he get the shot from the way he spoke afterwards I don't think so Rockle, I think because Rockle came out today and said or one today I think it was before the fight saying that if Bisbane did win He'd love to fight him in the O2, or he'd be happy to fight him in the O2 yeah. for his title. So, well, I, I'd say would they make it? Well, from what I heard, Bisman's been asking for Diaz, like Nick. <laughs> so, like that would be a good fight in itself. But if he's, I, mean, I don't know that he's asking, but they've had a back and forth on Twitter, kind of. But it, if he's got even going down that road, maybe he knows that he's not next in line. So, I think the other interesting thing is like Anderson saying have a rematch in Brazil. And do like a, a football stadium or something over there. I would watch that fight in a second, to be honest. I couldn't see him beating him twice. Like, I think oh, if, he would, if Bisbane fought him again, he would lose. Yeah. I think so. No, if Anderson fights the same way, then you could have the same outcome. Exactly, yeah. There was enough moments there that you saw Anderson could get to him and knock him out if he just applied himself. That was, yeah. Like, the amount of times he was standing in the fence, spinning his arms, just not even fighting, not even just kind of. I'm sure there is technique in that is that if you're trying to kind of dis um bob it, I suppose the word just to make sure that he doesn't know where next fight's coming from but nothing came from those it wasn't like he, he wasn't setting up a move three or four seconds later he was just doing it to almost to, to get back his breath and yeah, maybe it's what it is because he's, he's 40 now yeah he's 40 yeah so maybe it's, maybe it's first it's, fight in it's that but about a year I think so yeah, it was frustrating to see, but at the same time, it was an intriguing fight to watch. Oh, it was definitely fun, but <laughs> yeah, I think that says it all. <laughs> says it all. Um, will you be staying up to watch it on Saturday anyway? I have to try and plan it out. Is it either be an early nap? An early and then, nap. Then up for the prelims. See, the prelims aren't spectacular. I think there's a couple of interesting ones, so maybe kind of fly through them mm-hmm. and then definitely be watching the the main card live. Yeah, uh, Connor probably be on. A little bit after five, I'd say so. Set the alarm night, yeah. <laughs> I'm at a wedding, so hopefully it'll carry through to that far. Your wedding? Not my wedding, no. 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 Yours? No. 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 Yes, yours? Uh, I'm too young. Too young. <laughs> <laughs> Moving swiftly on. Um, rugby, we had Six Nations back last weekend. Not a great weekend for the Irish, but I suppose start off the Friday night game, Wales, France. Um, where does France finally been beaten Wales kind of up to their same old tricks kind of some um, you went to plan. dodgy officiating I think wouldn't be the first time wouldn't be the first time <laughs> uh, and some uh, not so silky skills from George North but he still managed to bundle that try over those kind of reminded me of I think a, a Heineken Cup final I think it was Wasps against Toulouse with uh, I think it was Poitrano the fullback like just well, playing around yeah. with the ball instead of touching it down and it dropped up for uh, for the Wasps lad to finish but it was just kind of like North had missed the chance and then you're like just drop on it <laughs> I don't know he almost kind of like knocks it back into North's path and then not that I was complaining had George North first try <laughs> score <laughs> it's just the kind of look that someone like you would get <laughs> so it was 11 to 1 10 on it uh, it kept me going for the weekend I'd say you were uh, praying for him to go over again yes double, double odds I was certainly hoping that but um, but no one kicked it to him again no one kicked it to him no, no, no one assisted him again but uh, Wales kind of marched on now and trying to between, kind of between them and England 
Yeah, unfortunately, England are pretty solid against us. I think we had our chances. We had a few lineouts deep inside their half that we Roy didn't take advantage of. Just four in, in the 22. Robbie Henshaw was a couple of uh, feet away from fingers. Van de Vleer as well was close. Yeah. I think there was a lot, a lot of positives from Ireland, but in Do a game like that, when you don't take your chances. Here's something now, but like, Roy Best hasn't been playing well. His arrows have never been the best part of his game. It's no. around the park. Or even around the park, he hasn't been as good this tournament. Is it? It could be the captaincy as well. That's, what, that's what I'm just thinking. Is the captaincy? He's trying to do that as well. I'm not sure if it's that or if it's it's who he's playing with in the front three. Is well, that Mike Ross was back and Jack McGrath McGrath. probably better than Healy at the moment. Yeah, but if you look at, at you got White's been in there who's inexperienced and maybe he's having to kind of carry him almost and just kind of he's making sure that that, that I get that, that for was, maybe maybe the other games but against England it was McGrath what do you think they were up against a very good front three as well to be fair the English the, ones, it, always I don't think the English scrum I don't think there was much of a no. problem in the scrum like we won the first penalty yeah. we did concede but like we've gone there before and every time there's been a scrum just we've conceded oh, penalty after yes. penalty <laughs> we all remember that with Croft and that in the front yeah. row yeah. Or courts, courts, sorry, not Crofts. Sorry, yeah, sorry. Um, But yeah, I thought like the scrum was stable. It was, those key lineouts are just exactly. a killer. When, you, when oh, you were down, when you were down in the opponent's 22, or five meters. No, 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 there was, there, there was four of them. Four and a four, one, one missed line out in your opponent 22 is bad. Four is. And I think you there was one like we got back as well, which I don't think counted. We essentially lost yeah, it, but won it back in midair. <laughs> like, you've got Dev in that team as well. Like, no excuse not to be hitting your man. Oh, no, 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 there is no excuse for that. Like, you said, if you lose one lineup in a game, it's it's not great. But to lose four in an entire match, regardless of where it is, is, is too many. And then to lose four in there 22 alone is just criminal. Because you can't build from there. Like, but, like, the, you the, imagine the whole you, mall, you get, the rolling mall is like a big weapon that we have. Yeah, but you imagine from those four... Lions from 22 you score points off at least one of them probably two of them yeah and that could be the game yeah I know we lost by 11 but I mean yeah even if you're, if you're getting penalties off them you're looking at 9-12 points yeah yeah no I, I agree and that's the thing and, and probably we were a card maybe if, if it's happening in the 22 all the time well that, that's one actually I don't know how Brown got away with a yellow card no, I thought that was, was absolutely was disgraceful people are saying it's accidental it's reckless it's still dangerous it's reckless yeah, it, and that, that is, could be that the difference a, between a red or a yellow yeah. but at that stage of the match he was gone regardless like that was around the 70 minute mark he was gone and they were down to 13 yeah that could have made yeah. a big difference Paulo Kong was 6 or 7 but that's the precedent was Paulo Kong kicking David Kearney in the head accidentally but he didn't did he get a yellow card for that he got yellow and red he avoided a suspension and he was yeah. cited yeah but I think that's set to precedent he had a card though he, he was he was in but like like Brown, so the first the first time the boot came back, purely accidental. Yeah. But he went second and third time in there, and he knew Murray's head was. Oh, in he there. knows. He he knew one hundred percent. He's a, he's a prick anyway. Oh, like, yeah. He's, he's, yeah, he is. A, the person who was as well makes you less likely to believe it was accidental. Fully, yeah. fully. Like if it was, let's say, I don't know, Vinopol, he's a beast of a man, but he looks like a, he's a a nice guy, a gentleman, yeah. But, but like, if it was Mike Brown, Owen Farrell, anything like that you'd be like, well, he meant us. I think Farrell was a little bit lucky. He had a, a late tackle in the first half. Yep. That I think the penalty was given, but nothing else. Yep. And I think he gave away a couple more penalties that maybe maybe not a yellow, but definitely a talking to. to I think honest, they I were think a little bit lenient. The standard of officiating has been very poor this yeah. whole tournament. And I know they're trying to blood the younger yeah. refs. Cause, uh, Nigel Owens has one game. It's England-France. It's all yeah. he has. They're trying to blood younger refs for the next World Cup. I know it has to be done. Yeah, no, no, that's fine. But if, if you're going to risk players health and safety over this isn't just fine we got a bad call and someone scored a try this is dangerous but like, playing what was it? Against, last against, week. against France we were getting late hits left right and centre yeah. we lost and we were, yeah, we lost players from the tournament Mike McCarthy out of like foul play Mike McCarthy yeah. Sean O'Brien uh, Dave Carney O'Brien was O'Brien was his knee sorry yeah, yeah. but Dave Carney uh, Mike McCarthy like, there's two that were missing that first tournament like it's Murray's eye could have been a lot worse it could he's back for the next game but that could have easily been, been no, we lost him for the rest of the match didn't we yeah. he, like didn't a replacement that never came yeah. back on Redden so came on yeah like the, the standard like, of at has, worst that's or at, at the least that's a yellow card for dangerous play and then if it's deemed to be deliberate it's a red card and it's possibly that's, that's a, like a, a siding exactly but, but you, get you wouldn't even side it that's the thing and the same with the late hits on on Sexton on Sexton that yeah. wasn't sided it's like 
you, you, if a ref misses something in a game, you understand. But the but, ref's on the, the sex one was right in front of the ref as well. Oh, no, 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 that, yeah, I'm not saying, but then if a ref does happen to miss something, then surely you go to the video panel the next day and they've time to look at it in a, in a cold, cool clinical way and, and analyse what, what is dangerous play. And yet every time, and, and this might sound like Sarah Grace, but it, it's not because it's like, fine, if you lose a game, you lose a game here or there, but these are, are potentially career defining injuries. If if one of Brown Studs goes to Murray's eye. Yeah, if, career over possibly. Yeah, if Carney gets a severe concussion from the late hit, if Sexton gets a late concussion because having already had a history, these it's not just Sarah Graves, it's it's player welfare that but has to be taken like, into consideration. So and I know it does as you say, it sounds like Sarah Graves and that, but like we've had a poor six nations now with a draw and two losses. Yeah, yeah. But so like I'm not saying there's pressure on Joe Smith, on Joe Smith, but well, people people pressure, are starting to people are starting to to question it. Let's say I think. It's a style of play really more than The people else. who like follow the team know that it's not as bad. I know that you say the table doesn't lie, but if you look at the three performances in France, we lost by a point and had great chances to win the match. Like if we played that match again, exact yeah. same set of circumstances, we'd probably win the match. Yeah. But what so, I'm saying is there could have been they could have been down to thirteen men at some stages. And well. the, yeah, and that would have swinged in our favour. Same, but. same for England. Yeah, the game with Wales, we drew like both sides. Either could have won it. Yeah. Like we were, we had a great start. They came back into it. That, that was a, that was a fair result, probably. And if so, we're England, looking so. at like a couple of refereeing decisions, a couple of bounces of the ball. We could be sitting top with maximum points. Exactly. Like it's not, like it's not like uh, look it's, at it's, the it's the average when, six nations. To be fair, I I I I, I don't agree with that at all. I think you can't go from one true. point to six. I think the French game, we, we beat them more times than not. Yeah, but, you, but... One score, we beat Wales. And who knows against England, if if like Henshaw scores and they're down to 13 men. Yeah, I'm not we, saying it's... I'm saying it's that's how close the games were. It's not we, like we've dropped away under Schmidt. It's not like oh no, we won the thing, we, we had a poor World Cup, we're having a poor Six Nations. We're a good team, there's progress there. Injuries. The amount of injuries we have as well. Yeah, but we've been the better team in one of those three games realistically against France. England were the better team. They deserve to win. They should have been 10 points up at halftime. And in the end, all the defensive work in the first half paid against us. Sure, look, we had chances if Henshaw doesn't knock on, if Van der try is given, potentially you win the game. But to say that we, we did that just event of the ball. I'm not, so saying game, I'm not saying we were the better side. I'm saying if those decisions had gone the opposite, like if England were down to 13... If they had got a couple of yellow cards, it's a completely different game. Now, fair enough, they were very good in the first half. They were the better side. I don't think anyone's arguing that they Our defence was incredible. Yeah. And we uh, put ourselves in that position in the second half. We got ourselves close. And it was it was four minutes of where they were just great in attack. And we just overcommitted on one side and left it open. Yeah. I think, as you said, it's like the, the, the proper fans, I'd say, will understand that we have lots of injuries... It's not, it's not as bad as it makes now to be. It's the guys who kind of just come around, oh, Six Nations is on. Oh, we're doing shite. Look at us down there with one point. Yeah, but look, you, you just ignore those people. Exactly, exactly. But I like, do. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but like, I suppose even the, like sometimes the media like they're the, are the harshest ones in the team. Even they're not kind of saying that we're, we're yeah, awful. Yeah. Well, well, no, no one who George Huck knows anything about rugby is calling for Schmidt's head. Exactly. exactly. Well, George Huck knows, but he has a vendetta. For some reason against Schmidt, he doesn't like him or something's happened. I think we all past. still know that like going into the World Cup in Japan, we want our best chance is with Schmidt as the head Absolutely. coach. Absolutely. Yes. And I, as disappointing as this campaign has been, it will help us. But we've brought through a lot of players that are only going to the Connors develop came on for the last kind of 20 minutes. Fulton Delam. He looks he looks very good. Like the, the song of him getting head with Dev. He didn't go back to Connacht. They released almost I think they released Marmion back, they released White back for Connacht's game against Edinburgh on Friday. They didn't release Ulton Delam back. So uh, talk talk of him taking That does Dev's point place. towards uh, definitely making the twenty third. Did you see uh, uh was it Dunnegar Ryan's face when the national anthem was run? The the, the stare. The stare. Yeah. Uh, he but looked that, up for it but that's what that game means but McCluskey had a game thought as well he did he was but, very good his, but, his line breaks were were something we've badly missed but like it, as it was kind of highlighted a lot before the game we had two kind of 6 foot 3 plus guys one weighing 104 kilos one weighing 112 kilos and that like that's not normally an Irish back line the Irish no, enterprise ships was it Darcy and O'Driscoll both under 6 foot yeah 
Yeah, exactly. And like, so like, it, it's completely different style. But like, we've got a lot of options now. Like, Ring Rose hasn't kind of stepped up there yet either. We've got a lot of the Ulster lads. Like, there's a lot of options. Yeah. There's about ten pairs in the Ulster. And then we've, we've got it. We've got a team on the on the side that are injured like exactly if you look at the amount of experience and quality that we've got to come through like, it's not if, imagine a fully a full strength Irish squad now like, we're looking at see. a pool of 40 plus like whereas come behind like we used to be get you would have a good 15 yeah and then you're kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel there's going to be players that, that aren't even in the in the match day squad who could re- arguably be in a starting 15 for the teams I agree maybe uh, look 6 to 15 we have strength and depth we have huge amount of talent I think now if we look one to five beyond the, the star player, we are struggling right now. I think there's there's no strength in depth in, in front row. There's a bit of strength in depth if you look. Yeah, so if he if Healy can if Healy can come back, I'm not he's sure signed he's going to come back. I'm not sure he signed a new deal with Leinster. If he can come back and get over his injuries, him McGrath could be a decent. Even McGrath McGrath's the better player right now. Yeah, McGrath playing sixty, Healy off the bench for twenty isn't the worst thing in the world. If he gets anywhere if near was, his levels, like as an impact, that would be an exactly. Yeah, option if, if he does, but but the we're talking about saw against England was was got Henderson worse. as well to come back. Who? Yeah, you're you're talking about you're saying six on. You're talking you're looking at Henderson at four or five. Yeah, um, Omani could could slot in in either of those positions. But I think that's if you wanted to fit in O'Brien and Stander and Heaslip and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, you, you got, you're talking about back rowers fitting in to playing second row. That's Right, but even let's say Delan, let's say he steps up and he turns out to be a, a gem of a fine. Oh, yeah, yeah, it could be. I'm going to say right now, that's where I, I, I look at our squad and go, 6-15, we have two in every position capable of playing test match rugby. I don't think we have that right now in 1-5. Hooker, I don't know what Schmidt has against Crone. Yeah, that that one is very strange because you think he must have. I don't know. Like I'd nearly well, start. Yeah, he would have had him at Leinster. Yeah. So and he played all. Of it. I don't know if he's not thinks he's not training well with Ireland now or what. But like I, at this right now, we've, we're not we're not winning the thing. I'd play Cronin nearly. Well, I think Best isn't going to be dropped. He's he was made the captain for the tournament. He'll probably play every game of the tournament. I would have thought so. Um, whether we agree with that or not, I think I'd like someone who can. Guarantee us lineup well from like Sean Cronin can't do either. No, no Strauss is probably the most Strauss could, but since he's come back from his injury or with his illness, illness. he hasn't been the same player. No, I, I, I think be, our problem is that each of the hookers are good at something <laughs> different. Yeah. yeah, so like, uh, like best, Strauss is best, probably our best line out thrower, best probably the best around the park, kind of getting into the breakdown, mm-hmm. and then Cronin is just so quick and, and ball carrier. Yeah. So like what we need is like Jay Flannery was that all in one game. <laughs> that, that's it. Flannery is probably the best starting hooker we've had in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Since since Wood. Since, like. yeah, since Wood. Yeah. Yeah. But like so what we need is there's a is it Burns coming through at Leinster? Is it one of the Burn brothers? No, I think the Burn brothers are are the props. Either side, yeah. Yeah. There's some <laughs> no, unfortunately. There's one of the lads coming through the, the, that they've high hopes for. There's always someone coming through Leinster. That's the thing. It's it's whether or not that they'll make the next level. Like yeah. there is there's there's depth in that academy. So I don't think step up to international level because Munster it's Mike Sherry the best we have right now. Um, but the the, the talent pool is coming from Leinster and Ulster now. It's not Munster. No, but I'm I'm just thinking there is nothing coming through Munster that I've seen. Yeah, well, like I, I, I've been watching be... kind of Leinster now, like when the lads are off at Six Nations, and like we're still winning top of the league now. Well, but Connacht are, but it's going <laughs> to keep changing. <laughs> game in <laughs> yeah. oh, last, last night, yeah, before Connacht had played, we were top. <laughs> um, but like in the past, the past couple of years, we struggled when the lads have gone away. Yeah, and so now we're starting to get the lads to come through again. So I'll I'll enjoy it while it lasts because they'll be they'll be going off with the national team then. <laughs> I'll just get another wave going through. <laughs> oh, right, I must, must resign my season ticket now for this season. <laughs> sure, hold off, you'll probably win a couple again. <laughs> <laughs> doubt that, I doubt that. Um just finally quick looking at the, the old wooden spoon game that was on Saturday as well. Scotland finally get Vern Cotter Vern Cotton finally getting a win. Cotter. Yeah. Cotton I said, I said is, cotton. Yeah. Is the, the music presenter. Yes. Um, she can be a good coach. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think they had to win. There's that if they don't win that game, they've gone they'll pretty much go two years without any it'll be eleven games. You can imagine against Ireland they're not gonna pick up points 
But having lost Italy, they wouldn't have won any, uh, the next two games, you imagine. So that was as big a win for them as as would have been against Australia in the quarterfinal of the early. They had to do it. And they're reasonably comfortable, to be honest. They, Will they pose a threat for us in the last game of the season? I think they'll pose a threat purely because we've nothing on the line. It's a nothing game from, from our home crowd. You. Yeah, no, it's... We should no win, a show. If it was us going for we'll it. have to seriously underperform for them to win that. I think either way... That'd be both games, Italy and Scotland. I think we'll beat Italy. I think that's yeah. a given. I think Scotland have the potential to beat us if we're poor. Yeah. I think we could be poor and beat Italy. Yeah. The one thing in Scotland, they are good at wide. And it's it's something teams have... I do I, think I, they have great, like, they've got really good players like throughout their squad. Like, let's say the the next line store. Like... Can, will they get many players in there? Well, they'll I imagine Arctics. they'll have Hogg again. Hogg, will they have like, one of the Grays brothers? More than likely. Nate Lyon has to make that play and he's playing superbly. He is, yeah. But he, he won't be kicking with, with the Lions. No, but he's he's good enough at nine. Is that, he that better he... than two other... Slash three other scrum ass? Young, Davies, Murray, Murray and Laidlaw. Davies, the Welsh one, he's playing yeah. very well. Yeah, but if you look at... Uh, he has to be basically... Not the worst of those four. I think right now he's he's not the worst. Murray's not playing fantastically, but he'll, he'll make I, lines. I still bring Murray, especially especially if Gatlin is the coach. He likes the bigger. Oh, yeah. Gatlin is the coach. Should be bringing Phillips. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Mike. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, one more time. Um, <laughs> one more round here. <laughs> but but then yeah, they've got enough talent there to win matches, and that's the thing. They have match winning talent. It's one to fifteen being able to grind out results that, 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 that they're struggling with right now against us they could beat us if, if they get tries out wide because we're not scoring tries mm. if, if the close game if, if we don't if we don't pull away like we did last year against them they can cause troubles like like the, the, the breakaway try that, that he's up saved with 10 minutes ago they can score from anywhere I suppose the difference if that the was is, like we were we were a good 30 points up at that stage no, and we were pushing like yeah. we were taking risks oh no but what I'm saying is they can score tries from their own half they can score off, off quick ball going out wide which is something we struggled against against Argentina and other teams have identified against us in the Six Nations so there's there's a case to be made for Scotland being a threat against us but like you said we have to underperform might have a chance of getting ticked for those games now especially because we lost I'm already going to but yes awesome. Tickets for us? Scotland, yes. Italy, not yet. Two tickets for like the whole team? Um, no, I didn't get them there at present. So. Uh-huh. Can uh, Andy put us up in her VIP box? <laughs> <laughs> if she's listening, Andy, just try with it. <laughs> <laughs> She'll know what that means. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, next round, next round of fixtures. So none this weekend. Six Nations, another, another break this weekend. And then the big one. And the big one. Ireland Italy. Can't wait. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, England Wales into a game. Scene of the capitulation of England the World Cup. England the one it's pure, a happier time, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, it really was. Everything was so positive for us back then. We were, we were up first. We were on the way to winning the World Cup. And yeah. oh. England were going home yeah. to where they were already. <laughs> just not playing in the tournament anymore. <laughs> But this game could be could be special because I said Wales have that incentive of of a Six Nations title. England have a grand, a grand slam, slam and revenge. Yeah, um, England don't want to finish second again. Also, it's four years in a row already. Yeah, five in the bounce. I can see it happening five years in a row. I really can. <laughs> I think they looked very good against Ireland. Wales look good all the tournament. If you look at it in isolation, the game against Ireland, you think England should win it, but Wales were impressive away from home. Mm-hmm. England gave us chances like we said if Ireland had taken some chances there was definitely points for them Wales are playing well I it'll be very close I think Wales just sneak it again and like you, you think you have to imagine Eddie Jones can bring something different than Lancaster and bring something better such that they can close that margin but I'm thinking last play or two minutes ago Hartley's been replaced England are two points down. They get a penalty. Rob Shaw goes to the corner. Where have I seen something like that before? It sounds believable, except for the Hartley not being sent off. <laughs> he won't be on the pitch, whether he's been <laughs> substituted or not. Sent off, yeah. Um, I suppose 
that, that's kind of starting to wrap up now for this week. Is there anything, anything that anyone else wants to have a quick chat about? Um, one thing I did want to mention was that you see Shane Shane Larry on the golf course getting in trouble for swearing. <laughs> it's not out of proportion. They shouldn't be mic'd up, to be honest. No, like it's, it's, there's no need to have microphones next to the golfers when they're when they're, when they're taking shots. Like in football, it just wouldn't happen. No. In rugby, in fairness, I, I some of them are mic'd up now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they mentioned that the the Jaguars had their first win in the Super Rugby, and that Sunwolves weren't out of place. I think they'll struggle, obviously, but Jaguars look special. I think they're, they're going to continue on that growth of Argentine rugby. Yeah. And while they might they might win it or anything for the next couple of years, they'll definitely be competitive. Like to go away from home to South Africa in the opening round, come back from twenty points down is is impressive, regardless of who you are. Yeah. Super Super Rugby is back. I do I do like watching the old Super Rugby. I haven't had to watch much of it. No, it's, it's a, I generally watch highlights throughout the day. I'd I'd love to kind of to have the time to sit down and watch them, but obviously we're with so many of them being at awkward times for. I think it is not, like if you wake up on like a Saturday morning, you're up early for whatever reason, and you just see there's a game of rugby going on. Up early on a Saturday morning. Well, so, uh, if you're coming in late from a Friday night, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's what I get. Although, when the rugby championship is on, I do sometimes like specifically get up for like a New Zealand Australia game, which is oh. about eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah, and then I'm like, well, I've got South Africa Argentina after this, and then it's kind that's of rolls the, into yeah. a day of sports. The, the, the great thing is when South Africa at home, and you get it at a reasonable exactly. hour yeah. at one o'clock, two o'clock in the afternoon, and, and, it can and start it, it's also the same time then when like we, we've got kind of got the rest of the sport that comes in today so like I could be watching sport at 8 o'clock in the morning 8 o'clock at night yeah. I'm like well time to go out now <laughs> um, anything else you want to bring up nope think about everything Liverpool will beat United Liverpool will beat United so that, that's your prediction for next week the first leg is it? I don't think so because we'll probably have another pod before then so. we'll probably have another pod before <laughs> I'll then I'll predict it then predict it then excellent <laughs> um, just before we wrap it up the bet of the week this week um, I know Chris is doing it this week. We did. We came in, in the last two weeks. We kind of uh, came, close. came came close. We got four out of the fives. So we got our money back and put it back in again. And then I suppose it was a few things, a few results that no one was expecting on midweek. Spurs messed up. I think Royally Spurs and Leicester, Leicester as well. Spurs. Leicester were the ones the previous week. Was it? Were they the ones who let us down? No, it wasn't Leicester. It, who was the, no, it, was, it was Leicester on Tuesday, and then Spurs Wednesday this week. Week before was. What was um, the one that let us down? It was Chelsea draw. Chelsea, yeah. Oh, Chelsea I think someone had Chelsea Sorry, to win. Chelsea and... scored in the last minute. <laughs> yeah. Came from one down as well. Came from one down. They scored in the last minute. So we were very close then. Yeah. Uh, Chris, you're doing so, it this week? Yeah, so I think we, we've agreed that this is the shortest return so <laughs> far. So so we should win this. This, is this, this, is, this should be money in the bank. Yeah. Um, so we've gone for Liverpool, United, Chelsea, Man City and Southampton all to win and for our 30 euro the return is 331.95 110 odd each so they'll, they'll go well towards our, one, our one, more <laughs> one night in Belfast one night in Belfast roughly by your calculations one, one night in Belfast sounds like a dodgy porno <laughs> starring filthy McNasties <laughs> um, I suppose just to wrap it up we'll go back to this question yeah so um, the question was which team has the most consecutive losses in the Premier League? I was thinking of, of one of those two epically bad teams back in the day. Uh, that I'm not going to mention in case Chris has an answer, but I'm going to go Pardew's Newcastle. Pardew's Newcastle? For, I, I think nine in a row, but I could be wrong. <laughs> I'm going to go for Derby. It could be the that obvious team, one. Yeah, that the, is just trying to trick me, but they are have the lowest points return I think in the league so far. So I'm going mm-hmm. with Derby. My yeah. thoughts were similar to Derby. Um, I'll go with eleven. Eleven. And you, okay, so you've gone for Newcastle. That's with nine. And you've gone for Derby. You say your thoughts were Sunderland. No, I thought there was two of them. It was Derby and Sunderland both have ep- everly bad seasons. The one time Sunderland. When, exactly. <laughs> that, Sunderland. Did that finish by beating United? Sunderland was 20 games but it went from one season when they got relegated and continued on another season I said consecutive Premier League games but they would have played championship games in between yeah. so they're not consecutive I said, well, I said consecutive oh, no, Premier League no, games that's, that's, that's a dodgy question uh, I, we specifically said at the start you said was it Premier League and I said yes yeah consecutive, consecutive means league, league games in a row like they can't Premier play in, in a row so, they were playing in a different league in the, yeah. the next year. That's I specifically said it. So. I don't think Glenn gets a point for that. No. I think Glenn gets deducted a point for that. <laughs> I Can we get a ruling by the website administrator, please? 
<laughs> we can't. The website administrator <laughs> votes in favour of Stephen and Chris, yeah? I specifically said consecutive Premier League games. Then you should have mentioned that it didn't need to be in consecutive seasons in order to get the point. I think that that's fair. Nope. You're only talking yourself out of more points here, Glenn. Nope. Yeah. So that's one for me. Does that bring me back up to level with just- You're on the... No. No way. <laughs> After last week's points giveaway, you're still one behind Chris. One behind Chris and how many? Two. Two behind, behind you. Very good. Very good. Disgraceful. Shame. This is the thing. You fall behind, suddenly it's, let's pose a question yeah, that can possibly get... Let's make stuff up. I yes. asked the question, you, 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 you tried to clarify stuff with me, I clarified it for you. We should probably take turns in asking the question, I think, from now on, just to make it a fairer way. Grants. What number am I thinking of? <laughs> five. 41. No, the a- actual answer was five plus 41. So it was 46. So you're both wrong. I was just assuming it was Liverpool's European titles. What was your one? How many we will have by the time we're dead? <laughs> no. How many points you might have this season? <laughs> right, anyway, that's it for another week. So, uh... Thanks, Stephen. Thanks, Chris. Thank you, Glenn. Thank you. So, uh, until next week, I'll talk to you later. Take it Goodbye. easy. Cheers. Get up, you son of a bitch. It's making love.